Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Ann, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Recharge the Soul. I'm here with my co-host, as always. Hello, I'm here, Lorianne. And today we have a guest, a really fun guest and a really intriguing guest. Um, I can't tell you how many questions I've pelted her with (laughs) since meeting her. But um, we have Thea on the podcast today and Thea ended up, we met her at our last um, Recharge the Soul in Sayulita through a series of synchronicities. (laughs) My mom and I talk a lot about um, really just trusting, especially when things fall through, um, trusting that the universe is leading you to something better and not necessarily better, but they've always have your back. Um, so to get into it, our chef that we've used on our previous Recharge of Soul um, Salulita Retreats, Lorena, who is also a vegan chef, who's amazing. We love Lorena, mm-hmm. but things happen. And a week before our Salulita Recharge of Soul Retreat, we found out that she had broken her ankle. Mm-hmm. And if anybody knows how challenging, not challenging, but it is, it was a moment. It was a moment <laughs> where my mom and I looked at each other because she was still in Sacramento and I was there in Sayulita and we're like, huh, this is going to be something that we're going to have to navigate with full trust. And can I interject one thing here? Yeah. Navigate with full trust. And when Bailey told me that I am first, my first moment was like, <gasps> and then my second moment was a wave of peace and calm that it was all going to work out, but I didn't know how. And I yeah. told Bailey that. So yeah. And then I looked at her cause mm-hmm. she's, she told me, I have a feeling that it's all just going to work mm-hmm. out. And I was like, huh, I do too. So we got off the phone and I was like, where can I find a vegan chef that would be available in a week that would be aligned with our work? Because it's super important. The food is, I think, so Mm -hmm. important at the retreats Um, and be available for two back to back retreats um, for a group of 15 I'm like, where can I find this person in Zayulita? Cause I, I need them. And so my intuition told me to go to Gus's, which Gus is one of our friends in Zayulita. He owns a hotel. Um, he seems to know everybody in Zayulita and everything. I'm waiting for him to, be, to become the governor, yeah, the, mayor. <laughs> the, mayor, the mayor of Zayulita. Um, and so I went over there and I asked him if he knew any chefs, vegan chefs, and he said he did not, but he had somebody in the back of his kitchen that he could pull worst case scenario, which at least we had a plan B, but the guy in the back didn't speak any English and he mainly prepared fried food. So I was hoping for something better to come, (laughs) to come into our world. So After that question, I asked if he had known anybody in the area that would be cool 
to talk to because I was new to the town and Gus always knows good people. And he's like, yeah. And he sat me down at this table in his restaurant. And I started talking with these two ladies. Um, and an hour in, I got the, the nudging to ask if they knew any vegan chefs. And it just so happened that Kimmy, who I was talking to, knew Thea. And Thea, who is our guest today, um, she used to own a restaurant in La Cruz. A vegan restaurant. A vegan restaurant. Um, And yeah, she'll get into that. I'll let her explain that story. But she ended up being the perfect fit. The perfect (laughs) fit. The perfect fit for us. We couldn't have asked for better. Yeah. And it was just another moment of allowing us to fall into complete trust and knowing that if you have good intentions, that the universe will provide for you in the right ways, even if sometimes it may look a little bit different than what you thought. So yeah, long story, but it has good meaning behind it. And now here we are with the beautiful, inspiring Thea. And if you- <laughs> Hello. Hello, Thea. <laughs> um, so maybe if you could just do a little bit of an introduction to yourself and where you're from and how you ended up doing what you're doing, all that fun stuff. Okay. Well, I'm from England originally. I have been in Mexico for almost seven years. Um, I've been out of the UK maybe nine years or something like that. Um, I think from very young age, I was always into travel. So I've always liked to kind of explore the world. Um, I could go off on so many tangents right now. (laughs) So how did I end up in Mexico? Well, if I rewind right back to kind of the beginning, at the time I I was living in the south of England in Brighton. And I've been there maybe three or four years. Um... And things are kind of going okay. Um, I I think I spent a lot of my youth partying, things like that, and I was searching for something different. Fell into yoga. Um, and then I separated from my partner at the time and realized I was in a job that I really wasn't that happy in. And it was supposed to be a temporary job, which I then realized I'd been in for two years. So it was kind of a moment of, right, okay, something has to change. So my yoga teacher at the time, she'd been encouraging me to go to different yoga classes and she encouraged me to take my yoga teacher training. So that was kind of the first push of, okay, let's go. Um, Being the person I am, I was like, okay, I want to go somewhere different, somewhere I've never been. Um, So I decided to do the training with someone she recommended in Bali. So I I booked, booked to do the teacher training And then I decided if I was going to be going away and somewhere so far, why not go for longer? Had nothing to lose. So then I decided to go to India. Um, I'd already been a couple of times before. It's a country that, I don't know, it's it's in my heart. I always happy to go there. So I decided to go and travel around India for a few months. I could practice some yoga prior to, um, prior to going to Bali. So I was in India and I at the time was like, I never want to meet uh, another man for like, I want to be single for the next two years and all of this. 
uh, and then uh, I get to India and the first guy that I meet, uh, we, we, we were friends to begin with, but I realized at the time that I liked him and he happened to be Mexican. So, um, so we traveled together on and off and then I went off to Bali. And whilst I was in Bali doing my teacher training, I realized that I kind of missed him. Um, and the opportunity, I guess this, this is the whole synchronicity thing, the opportunity came up that the, um, my teacher, Vidya, she was looking for a personal assistant and she lived in Spain. She has a retreat center there. And so I thought, you know, why not? You know, I could try. And I knew that my ex-partner was going to be in Spain. So it kind of worked out perfect timing. And actually, when I said that I wanted to try out for the position, she had told me that she wasn't going to be back until certain dates. And so the time between, it was a perfect time to travel more in Spain with um, my, my ex-partner. So I eventually made my way down to the south of Spain and I kind of wasn't ready to return to the UK. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up in Spain. I stayed there for a few weeks. I kind of tried out for the job. And there was another person that wanted the position also. So I went back to England, kind of like, oh, I don't want to go back yet. I waited around for about a month and then found out that she wanted to give me the position. But I didn't have to start full time until the January. So I decided for the next few months, I was going to go to Mexico <laughs> and, and visit my partner at the time. So I spent... Um, Christmas and New Year's there. And then I had one day to go back to England, pack up my things and move to Spain. And then I lived in Spain in a retreat center for just over a year, um, doing various various projects, but I got to eat, sleep, yoga. I got to eat delicious vegetarian meals on a daily basis. Um, the head chef actually was a really good friend of mine. Um, and so just everything kind of integrated. And then on top of that, I'm an artist and uh, one thing about um, Vidya, the woman who I worked for, she's particularly good at identifying people's talents. So she kind of likes to pull it out of them. So she gave me a big challenge and asked me to paint um, a giant mural. So that's like another, I have, a, what's the word, like many, many limbs or I don't know. I, like to, I don't like to do one thing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, all of this and then eventually I decide long distance relationships suck. So I moved to Mexico City. So I moved from the middle of nowhere in this tiny nearest to a small town in Spain to the third biggest city in the world. <laughs> wow. Brave and courageous. I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, I think it's, well, I don't know now, maybe, maybe in other cities I would take, but it's, it's one of the biggest cities. Yeah. In the world. So I, yeah, I, I moved there and just because of kind of my immigration status and things, I kind of had to do whatever was available to, you know, make money. So like I did some weird jobs, but I got to do lots of creative stuff. And actually, whilst I was living in Mexico is when I decided to become vegan. So I've been vegetarian most of my life at the age of eight. I decided I no longer wanted to eat meat. Um, we spent a lot of time up in Scotland, so there was a lot of dead animals that had been shot, and I think it was just a little traumatic for me. But when I when I was in Mexico, I decided to become vegan, and because Mexican culture, like a lot of cultures, there's a lot of meat, I really had to experiment more at home in the kitchen. So I think that's kind of what sparked my 
cooking. I've been I've been into cooking since I was a, a young age. Um, I used to really be obsessed with making curry. I don't know why. It was just an obsession. So I've always been interested in cooking. I also grew up with my dad and my sister and I, we often mock that he wasn't the best in the kitchen or he used to make the same thing over and over again. So it was really like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna make yeah. something. So yeah, that's how I ended up in Mexico. I lived in Mexico City for almost four years. And then um, with my partner, we moved to the Bay of Banderas. And there I continued to teach yoga. And then we had an opportunity to open a restaurant. So we opened a restaurant, my ex and his best friend. Uh, we originally opened a Bucerias and we were doing quite well. And then COVID happened, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of knocked us, you know, if you're a new, you're a new business, it was, it was, yeah, we suffered. And then reasons for landlord issues, we decided to change towns. And during all of this time, I broke up with my partner, which obviously put a lot of strain. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just in the end, it made sense to close the restaurant. So no longer in, in business. And obviously health, kind of mental health, best to have some space. So I continue cooking for myself. Um, actually, the Kimmy, the woman that recommended you to me, um, she knows me probably because of uh, social situations where there's certain groups of my friends we like to team up. We actually have some group chats for, you know, just for food. Um, we meet up and we either cook big dinners together or someone kind of leads it and everyone else is kind of sous chef or actually one of the last dinners that Kimmy came to was um, we had a vegan burger kind of competition. So everyone was getting super competitive. Oh, <laughs> I love that. oh yeah, that's how um, you got connected because of the, yeah, because of the burger. Competition. And also um, there was a, there was an evening she, we have various common friends in, in common. Um, I went to cook elsewhere and invited her. So that's how you guys how got to meet me. I feel like that was really long. drawn out way. No, but it's no, so interesting yeah. how you followed the breadcrumbs and always listened to your heart. And so have you always been courageous and brave like that? Like just to like, where, where does that come from? Um, I think I've always had a strong personality, let's say that. I'm sure my family would definitely agree. Um, and maybe over the years I've managed to channel it, to use it in a better way. I think I was quite an angry human being for a long time. It's probably still there. It comes out every now and then. But I think I've managed to subdue mm-hmm. the dragon. Um, I think uh, my mum is probably... Uh, inspiring she's quite a brave woman she I would call her a bit of a butterfly so I guess I've kind of followed her in that you know she's taken various life choices and roles that are a little bit different Mm -hmm. and sometimes it makes it more challenging but it also makes life more interesting Mm-hmm. So I know from the outside world, my life probably looks amazing to some people, just like she's always doing stuff, but it doesn't matter where you are in life, you still get all the shit stuff, but I'm not allowed to swear, am I? No, yeah, you, you, you can. can swear. Oh yeah, we've had people 
(laughs) just how it comes across sometimes on social media or whatever um yeah so I think she's a strong woman she's had she had some tough things happen to her in 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 life and yeah um and then my dad he's kind of a he's a very chilled he's a Virgo he's he's pretty chilled um but I think I'm super lucky in that I'm sure there are times I didn't think so but they've just been encouraged me to just do what makes me happy I think that's the most important thing to them so if that means going off around the world and me disappearing as long as I'm happy they're happy that that's that's what I want to do um and I guess because they're both creative my dad was my art teacher at school and my mum is also a very good artist uh to express myself in different ways also my grandmother and uh, she's also a bit of a fat lax <laughs> and um, I also spent a lot of time with her I don't know I think I've got a pretty strong strong-willed family yeah so, uh, we've all been through a bunch of stuff but um yeah in, we yeah even though there's times where you think everyone hates each other actually really supportive of one another and so mm-hmm. that's 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 been and you found this amazing blend of um yoga because you're because when when you were at the villa people wouldn't have known but you were you had your you know your your sous chef your your assistant Danny Danny, who was amazing and the food was incredible and you would have no idea that that one day you came and you said yes I taught um we we were talking in English accents all All the time (laughs) because we love your accent so much. So we were all of a sudden, and, and even getting on here again, I said, let me get my water. <laughs> because I, we love your accent. But you said, um, you go, gosh, I just got done teaching two or three classes. And then you were there to prepare the meals for us. And we were just like, I, I just- And then you were you. talking about like going and meeting with somebody to paint a mural. I mean, it's just- so, While you're, you're she's chefing for yeah, us. Yeah, you're just limitless. And I think that that's, what's so inspiring about you Mm -hmm. is that, yes, there is times with picking Mm -hmm. that kind of lifestyle where, yeah, it's not always, you know, what it may seem like on the outside, but the thing about it is that you're living through your truth and you're always, you know, you're always living from your heart and you're not, yeah, it just opens you up to so many possibilities. Mm -hmm. I just love I think your story is just so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, um, you know, I can look at someone that's maybe got a kind of a more, mm-hmm. I don't know, like not traditional, mm-hmm. normal, but maybe like the 2.4 thing. Um, and yeah, sometimes I'm kind of like, damn, why didn't I choose that? That would have been a hell of a lot. <laughs> I want it and you know sometimes when I go back to the UK I see some of my friends and they're so sorted in that kind of way you know and they've got their house and they're this and this and their kids and I'm still just like well I'm just flying around like a I don't know if you know the expression it's not the most beautiful but I find it very funny a fart in a colander oh <laughs> a fart in a colander <laughs> It's 
Really then, yeah, and 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 but I am super happy that I get to get to do um, so many different things, and you know, variety is the spice of life, as they say. And sometimes it's, and I'm sure this is something that you guys um, are like encouraging women to do regularly in your retreats is. Sometimes it's knowing the balance. I know sometimes I push myself way too hard and I'm way too harsh on myself and I need to learn to be nicer and kinder on myself, but slowly with time, even though most people look from the outside and just like, you don't stop, you're always doing things. I do slowly find those moments of, even if it's just to sit still somewhere for five minutes and just reconnect or slowly, even though I probably do run around more, just finding that time to be like, hang on a minute, I'm going to do this first or do this. Um, but I like being busy and I like doing all of that. So mm-hmm. You're sharing all of your gifts with us. And we just, so we love that. And I'm sure your yoga, yoga um, students feel the same way. And I, we had a, a, a one of the clients slash friends slash retreat participants say to us, you could, she actually is a chef. I don't know if you knew that one of the ladies who participated actually has a restaurant. The last one. Yeah. At Hilton head. And she said, what I loved about the food was that I could feel the passion and the love uh, that Thea put into mm-hmm. the food. She said she could feel that as a, as a fellow chef. And I thought that was such a great, like one of the highest of compliments. Yeah, that's a beautiful. And, and the thing is, like, I'm not a professionally trained chef. Like, I know elements that I've learned from other chefs over time, but I've never gone to chef school. But I know I like food. Like, I love to eat food. And I know that, you know, what you put in is also really important in, in, in the body. So, yeah, if you put love, like, they always say, don't they, you shouldn't ever cook angry or... Yeah, that just makes so much sense. We've we've talked we've talked about that on here before about how the person that's cooking the food. I mean, everything holds energy, mm-hmm. and if somebody is cooking with, yeah, maybe they're upset or they're they're angry or something happens before they started preparing the food, that energy goes into the food, and same with somebody that is cooking with gratitude or um, love, that food also goes into the food. So it's like a transfer of energy, which I just, I totally believe that. And then also with, I mean, with animal meat, um, I've noticed that certain animal, like if I, cause I do eat meat, um, but I do think that if an animal is stressed out before it mm-hmm. is killed, that that also holds does get into, into the, the food. food. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's super interesting to think that everything is connected mm-hmm. in that way. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And so that what Bailey was saying about the, the beef, like before in the United States, I'm an 80, 20 girl. I probably do about 80% plants. And the, it seems like the more that I'm, um, getting clearer with my connection with, with my higher power, it, the less I want to eat meat. I like, it weighs me down Mm -hmm. and I can feel it. The heaviness, it just like weighs me down. And I feel that I feel like I'm not as clear. Like I can't connect as clear with my um, higher power. And so I know that what Bailey was saying about beef, 
before they kill the beef, there's like adrenaline and they have all the hormones mm-hmm. and then they have their in fight or flight. And then you eat that. Yeah. And it stays, it stays in the muscles. And yeah, it's, I mean, I know that I know I'm somebody that, you know, there's different body types and, and I, and I think I don't really need to eat meat. Whereas there are, you know, there's the whole thing with the different mm-hmm. blood types. Um, but I also think a lot of it is 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 mental. Um, over the years, so I haven't been vegetarian or vegan from the age of eight to now. There are times, and actually recently, due to some kind of like medical reasons, I have eaten some meat, and it was like for me, it was something that was really difficult to. I was I kind of had to sit with it, and when I started it, it was like okay, this is just going to be a short for a short space of time, and I had to come to kind of. <laughs> terms with it and I was like I'm sorry to whatever but like this is for this and mm-hmm. um but over the years you know there would be a moment sometimes where I would crave meat and I would give into that craving and I would eat it and then I'd be like okay I'm done I don't need to eat any anything mm-hmm. else um but I think also from from the yoga aspect of things and yeah with like you know in, in yoga when you when you eat um especially if you're doing a lot of meditation there's like different different diets because certain foods not not just meat but certain foods are stimulants so you don't want to eat certain foods because that's going to stop you from reaching that higher place so the yogis like eat pretty bland bland food Um, and that's not just that's not just kind of for the bodies that's also to help with with meditation and and things and things like that so um, I know you were going to bring up, you were going to talk about, um, because we were starting to have this really amazing conversation before we started recording. And I was like, wait, we need to save some of this for this wonderful dialogue that we're having. And I, you said something about, um, you know, the, the normal, whatever you would consider the normal diet and, uh, or a nutrition or lack of nutrition. Can you speak about that a little bit? You were saying most people have no idea. And well, I can, working with clients, it's, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really difficult because, you know, as we go more and more, there's so many different diets and things that you can, you can follow, right? And you can see one nutritionist and they'll say one thing. You'll go see another one. Everyone has a different idea on things. Um, so I'm not an expert in nutrition at all. I think I've tried to follow what works for me by trying to connect with my body intuitively but also kind of try different things so I know for me one of the things uh, for my health is the first thing that happens to me if I'm stressed or I've got stuff going on it goes straight to my stomach I've had I've suffered from really bad IBS and things like that over the years um so um I've tried to kind of look at ways for to, to eat for that so I also, have, I don't know a lot about Ayurveda, but it's something I, I follow some of the, the terms just because, uh, or, or kind of like the ideals of it, just through yoga and things and spending time in India, I've learned about that. And I learned about my specific uh, constitution, my, my dosha type. So I learned kind of certain foods um, that work well for that. And honestly, when I've tried it and I followed those kind of methods or followed kind of the dietary suggestions I genuinely feel like my body is being more nourished 
Mm-hmm. And then before we, before I kind of we had this conversation before, I was talking a little bit um, about Taoism and how when you read their kind of suggestions of food combining and things like that, and you think like Taoism, like the Chinese, ancient, ancient Chinese, like this has been around for centuries and centuries, you know, and it, it's, it, it must have worked for people to do it for so long. It's that change, that shift in mindset from Western mindset to kind of other mindsets and just and thinking kind of energetically so they talk on the energy level of chi and one of the forms of putting chi in your body is through what you eat um and they talk about like different food combinations and it's really interesting because you'll often hear i don't know there's a lot of contradiction in things but one of the things you often hear is like eating carbs with protein but actually when you read that the first thing it says is not to eat carbs and protein mm-hmm. Together, or so it's it's interesting, and and it's basically saying you know to try and keep the diet simpler, like everything. We need to simplify life. We need to simplify our diet because mm-hmm. the more we load our bodies, we're putting our bodies from the inside to work harder. And then on top of that, by adding like a carbohydrate with a protein, with a fat, with a this, they all require different. Um, temperatures and different things passing in the body for the enzymes to work correctly to to or to, to break down certain enzymes and proteins or fats and carbohydrates mm-hmm. and so what we often do is we overload the body and then instead of things processing it sits inside ferments and then sits and ferments and what happens when you ferment you know one obvious thing is like you get gas and stuff like that but then like what else is it doing to the body like what else is it doing to the organs what else is it overloading so and, and i'm not saying like fermentation is good if you look at most cultures around the world they have some form of fermented food mm-hmm. with the digestive but it's in a way of if you eat something that digests quickly but you've just eaten something that takes five hours to digest mm-hmm. eat an apple after eating something else that's going to take longer that's just going to sit and burn behind so it's it's just more i think like with everything it's just more about being conscious about what you're eating and yeah trying to simplify it and i know like i'm i'm a i'm a foodie so i know some of the stuff i love to eat i'm like mm, this probably has no kind of chi benefit whatsoever um actually one of my uh, i did a teacher training with a woman Sarah Powers and I remember actually one of the things she used to say I, I don't know if she said it was to her daughter or something you know you have that day where you choke you choose to eat eat a slice of pizza you know like a I don't know fast food pizza or something like that um just know that that has no nutritional value or no kind of chi value so when you're eating other times like what can you energetically eat to, to ah. engage your body with So, yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, no, and I think that that, our, people's relationships with food is, it's different for everybody. So it's, Mm -hmm. I just think it's a little bit mad to think that there's one diet that everybody on planet Mm -hmm. or diet, whatever way of eating, eating, um, that would fit everybody on this planet especially like you've got to think like there might be a little naughty thing that you like to eat and it is that case you know that old saying of like everything yeah. in moderation. if you eat something and it's bringing you joy 
Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. But then it's that where often, and I think I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm sure I have weird connection with food from things as a kid. I know that during stressful time when I was a kid, my parents separated and stuff. I probably used to be kind of, you know, eat to, to, for comfort food. Mm-hmm. So I still mm-hmm. think if I get down, I'll just, you know, you find yourself just like, oh, what am I eating? And you'll you be yeah. sometimes, you know, I want to enjoy a delicious dessert that I know is probably not that good for me, but surely if I'm benefiting it in other ways, it's, it's, it's finding the balance, I guess. With yeah. yeah. And I totally under, I am such an emotional eater and I've recognized in my childhood, mm-hmm. there had been several periods of time in my life where, whether I was binge eating or, or emotional eating. Um, but also now recognizing that and being aware of it, um, it's just, now it's just a matter of being, a, yeah, aware. And it, you're, if you're looking at a cookie and you're like, hey, I really want a cookie. Um, and just to enjoy it and having that balance and giving yourself that freedom mm-hmm. to enjoy, you know, having mm-hmm. joyful moments with food or did something really terrible, just not terrible, but did something happen just now that has me in a weird emotional space. So now am I looking to food for, to find comfort? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, then it's, you get to kind of step back and you're like, well, how else can I release this uncomfortable feeling, whether that be through yoga or journaling? Huh? That sixth cookie really going to make you happy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And most of the time it kind of makes it a little bit worse because personally for me, sugar can cloud my mind in the wrong moments and then I can't process clearly, you know? So it's just super interesting. Food is I think for me, especially, I'm still exploring it and um, realizing that meat kind of clouds my judgment and certain foods do, especially early in the morning. And yeah, I think it's just a personal self-discovery journey and it's different for everybody and giving your grace through the process and Mm -hmm. yeah, listening to how other people live and maybe trying that or so yeah, it's so interesting because during the retreats, we were like, when can we go get a cacao? Mm-hmm. We were like, cacao, cacao, cacao. cacao. <laughs> and for anybody that doesn't know, cacao is it's like a natural, um, it's, it's plant medicine. It's plant medicine and it tastes like a hot chocolate. It just tastes like hot chocolate. It, it's an antidepressant. Anti-inflammatory. Anti-inflammatory. So is that a bad thing, Thea? <laughs> we're obsessed with cacao. Uh, no, I mean, I guess. Cacao still has kind of the, I mean, it's not the same as, as, as coffee and coffee in, is not necessarily a bad thing. Like if you drink too much coffee, it's not good for you. It's not good for your adrenal system. Like you shouldn't drink it every day. Although I am guilty. Like that is my vice. I like to drink my coffee every single day. Taoism mm-hmm. and, and those kind of things. Like if you looked in Chinese medicine, it's like, that's not good for you. Similar with cacao, it doesn't have the same effects as, as coffee, but it's still a stimulant and it still can kind of get you wired. Um, but it, it's <laughs> a different way, but it's, you know, it's it's also full of antioxidants like coffee. So it's mm-hmm. it's like, you know, finding finding balance. And obviously cacao is better than buying some hot chocolate that's got added sugar and everything else. So you, make yeah. you know, yeah. you know, with sugar, yeah. you could, it with something else and you can drink it with water or you could drink it with you know 
We just realized too, um, like after eating your wonderful food for a week, and then this is how I felt. Um, and I know Bailey and I are, we, our constitutions are very similar. I mean, we mm. just, you were very sensitive to what we put in our bodies. And so after you're eating your food for a week, my energy level, you know, for holding space for that many women was, that was really, really amazing. And then having the same thing for the next retreat that we had and having your amazing food again, you know, you can feel the love and passion in your food. And then the nutrition, it just felt like it really was nourishing me. Like I felt completely nourished. And I think that with our retreats, it really is important to have somebody who's passionate about what they do. That's why we love having you there because you're, you are. So I said, well, what's in this recipe? And you said, I really don't do recipes. And you did Can <laughs> tell us about that. How do you find your what you're going to serve? Because the menu was amazing. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, I think most of the stuff that we served, it was kind of like what I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because then I know, like, it makes and obviously different bodies are different. So it might be certain things that certain people eat. It, they don't necessarily like it, but most of the dishes. I served as, as something that I find I enjoy pleasure in eating or they make me feel good. So maybe even if someone hasn't got the same constitution as me, maybe because I, I don't know. And then on top of that, you know, I don't, we, we, in none of the ingredients, there's, there's no actual sugar. Um, most of the sweetening was either with something like maple syrup or some dates or honey. Obviously, it's still a form of sugar or, or with fruit but it's like that non-processed sugar. And then on top of that, it's all vegan. There was only a few times where, you know, we put some cheese on some of the, like the, the platter boards, just because, you know, sometimes going vegan is a lot for some people. So just so there's not a complete like, oh my God. Um, but I guess it's, 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 it's all fruit and vegetables and nuts and beans. And, you know, it's so, it's already there were, and there was nothing too heavy in terms of lots of everything you know if we tried to use just one form of uh, like protein in terms of the beans and stuff it wasn't a bunch of stuff because again that can overload your system but maybe that's why because if you're cooking vegan you can use the same five ingredients for four different things and they can be they can taste completely different. They can look completely different, but it's still keeping that simplicity and vegetables are easy to process, right? So it's body. And then your menu was so creative. So you did the soup from the Mexican night. What were they? Mexican Mediterranean. You did a a Buddha bowl. The tie. Yeah. I was just like, how does she do And this? I remember you, she, out during breakfast, this was all on the same day, you used hibiscus flour. Um, Which was so, didn't and taste then, like, I mean, how could it taste like that? Yeah. And then you'd put that on top of, um, it, I think it was, it was some sort of, whether it was a sweet potato puree so or good. if it was another, but it was like a oatmeal kind of dish, like. Um, and then that same night you use the hibiscus flour for the Thai night with the tacos. Yeah, we did. Well, it wasn't the Thai, but yeah, we did the, 
So the agua, like so in, in, in Mexico, for, for people that maybe aren't so familiar, in, in Mexico you will get agua fresca or agua del día, so like water of the day, which is normally some kind of fruit or something flavored water. Um, mm -hmm. like, normally if you go buy it in a regular place, it's, it's probably full of sugar, but we didn't use that. But one of the one thing, and I and I actually only ever really found it in Mexico or any of the other Latin American countries. I don't think they use it, but it's the hibiscus flower. It's not necessarily the hibiscus flower that everybody would know, but it's it's from that family, and that makes it's 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 actually really good for. I think it's really good for the blood. So so I believe it's kind of it's it's good to kind of help flush the body. It kind of works a little bit like as if you were drinking um, cranberry juice. Mm. Mm. it kind of has that same it's kind of not bitter not uh, that kind of dry very tart you you do need to kind of sweeten it a bit mm. um, but it's also diuretic so that helps flush you through that's something they use a lot but um, you'll find it a lot more and more in vegan cooking especially here with the flowers that have been used to make the water so you have to boil the flowers quite a long time and um, you boil them again and then you can use the flowers. I guess it's kind of like using for some kind of texture of meat, mm -hmm. um, but it still kind of contains a bit of the flavor from, from the, the water you've created. And then you save some of the concentrated water from boiling off and then you introduce that and then we introduce to kind of other, other flavors as well, so. Yeah, I love that. You, it was cool to see you kind of integrate other mm -hmm. different um, things that you used in previous meals or previous juices mm -hmm. um, into, yeah, future meals. It was very creative. It was yeah, fun. And all the, and for a reason, like inflammation or yeah. for flushing. And so these women were eating this delicious food and we were eating this delicious food, yeah. but it was actually good for us. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just crazy, amazing. And then one day you walk in with organic greens from your garden, from your garden. <laughs> and and uh, and the other hand is like uh like you just coconuts from your tree I was just like what is, what is like, going where on here did you come uh, from where did you come from you're like this magical <laughs> being with coconuts in your hand like it was a limb of coconuts and then <laughs> a handful of greens and I, I was know. just like well, she's just amazing we're so if you guys um are coming to our Sayulita mm -hmm. retreat in March. We have two retreats in March. You're going to get the pleasure of I mean, meeting beautiful, amazing, yeah. magical Thea. And I do, I do want to ask you what for one last question, because I know you were kind of talking about it with me one day is, and I know it's just an idea. It's not concrete yet, but what, what do you think your next is after high season? If you could do anything or Great what, where's your heart kind of wanting you to go? I honestly not sure. I think I'm in a state of flux, umming and airing. Costa Rica could be just because there's been a couple of things that have popped up. Um, I spent some time in a ranch in Costa Rica and I met some amazing people there. And one of them is there and was interested in me going to do some stuff with her. So that could be an option. I definitely want to go back home because um, it's already been over a year and the last time I left it too long and it just like there's too much of a disconnection. So I would like to go home. Definitely here is still my base. Mm -hmm. um, we will see. 
see kind of and I have my dog here so that sometimes ties me down a bit although I have wonderful people that love her and always happy to look after her so I know she's in safe hands if I go away even if I miss her um so this is definitely my base and I don't know see what projects kind of come up I think from the minute that I left to go to India the last time which is when all of this I guess this adventure started I was kind of uh <laughs> like I don't know if this sounds a bit weird I was kind of like okay I'm gonna just kind of say yes to a lot of stuff um and that's when I feel like as I decided to open up a bit more opportunities arose more mm-hmm. and it really hasn't all been flowers the last seven or eight years but I definitely feel like I'm a point still not sure where I'm going but I'm okay with that mm. um, but I would say that more of the stuff I want is coming up not necessarily in the way I want as we all know, the universe shows you stuff in really weird ways in your life, but yeah. I want it <laughs> more in, in, in a form or a shape. Uh, I always say that I'm, I'm, I'm cancer. My star sign is cancer. So I am like a crab. I walk sideways. So when I want to get to A to B, it takes me 20 times longer than everybody else because I have to kind of zigzag my way and on the way you bump into other things. But um, yeah. I ideally would like to find a piece of land that I can build a house on, nothing big, nothing fancy. I'd like an outdoor kitchen. Mm. Uh, I really would like to grow some stuff. And just, like, I really like the idea of having, like, I think what I really enjoyed being able to do is integrate stuff that I had grown into into the food. I mean, ideally, I would love to do some farm-to-table thing. Um, and I continue sharing the yoga thing, continue sharing my art. I guess with having all of those um, options, it's kind of like you can have one for a bit and you focus on that and then you can just pop it to one side and, and come back to it. But whatever happens, they always seem to one thing leads back to the other. And yeah. so like, I was always really concerned that I didn't have a specific uh, kind of career mm-hmm. or like a specific path. And I, I do definitely try, I want to do everything. I want to have my fingers in everything, which sometimes is detrimental. But I think right now it feels like there's a lot of stuff that knitting themselves together naturally and so they kind of flow around so I guess I just keep following the wiggly line <laughs> whatever <laughs> which is what a cancer should do it sounds like and I love that you're saying yes mm-hmm. yeah. we would have never met you if you hadn't been yeah. saying yes she wasn't even Mexico when you called me either. So. <laughs> yes, she was in the States. I was like, well, are you, are you, do you think you're coming back? <laughs> I hope she's coming back. Yeah. So no, thankful. Thankful. Thanks, I thought because I'll, I'll have been here and a little more grounded and hope to uh, think of some new yummy mm. things to bring to the table. Well, we'll um, be so excited and grateful to have you there. You're just such a bubble of light and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ladies also. Oh, mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you for coming on here and sharing everything. There was, 
I, I mean, there's just so many nuggets in there that, yeah, just encouraging people to say yes. And you don't always need to have the answer Mm -hmm. along the way, but just a little bit of trust and being heart led and it will lead you exactly to where you need to be. So thank you, Thea. Thank you. We're grateful. Also growing up, Thea, you want to? we love you it'll be out next tuesday so you can see what we're bailey puts them together she's our she's the official podcast podcast is it hefe that's what we would say i think somebody told us that that means cow hefe oh that's hefe Oh, uh, it can also be no. You can say uh, jefe and jefa. One is masculine, one is feminine. She's Feminine. the she's the boss of the podcast, so she would be the jefa. <laughs> We've been yeah. seeing this has been a theme too. We've been ending a lot of our podcasts lately with like a little bit of a Spanish lesson. It seems <laughs> so. This is only appropriate. <laughs> Absolutely. But thank you guys for listening, and I hope you gained some beautiful things out of this. I know I did. Um, so yeah, thanks for always tuning in and supporting us mm-hmm. and we're sending you massive love on your journey. And remember to say yes, just like Thea does. Yes. Just keep saying yes to things that feel good. So we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.